Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Najee E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience all over the world is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome to today's episode entitled, Peace on Earth and Goodwill Toward Men. And I'm sure that many of us are familiar with that phrase, particularly during this time of year. So let me go ahead and read the promotional material. During the holiday season, I love to open Christmas cards and read words of encouragement that are rooted in the Word of God. Some of these words that truly reflect the reason for Christmas are joy, peace, love, happiness, family, and good tidings. Nowadays, most Christmas cards just say, Happy Holidays. Sadly enough, we're lucky if we even see the word Christmas anymore. Jesus is the reason for the season, and this passage sums it up. God's love, joy, and peace. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 in NIV says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, government will be on his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Peace on earth and goodwill toward men. During the Christmas holidays, I intentionally focus on the birth of Jesus, the Savior of the world. Christ is the Son of the living God. He died for the sins of mankind. If not that message, then I can really get off track. How about you? In many ways, I thank God for this year overall. Yes, it's been very difficult for many of us. The pandemic has caused all of us to have to reassess our life's purpose and shift gears to create a new norm. When I was a child, my parents made sure we had a meaningful Christmas celebration. We started out on Christmas Eve delivering gifts to close family friends. And then on Christmas morning, we would exchange and open Christmas gifts. Later on in the day, we ate a special meal together and most likely opened our doors to invited guests. The aroma in the house during the holiday season was my mother's homemade candies, cookies, and popcorn balls. She was quite the baker. As an adult, I created my own family tradition during the Christmas season. And by the time my oldest son was 11 years old, my youngest son was born, and I was a Christian then. So they went to private Christian schools, uh, so Christmas was openly celebrated with scripture, plays, and caroling. And then we also attended church, so the meaning of Christmas was reinforced in Sunday school and during the sermons, and oftentimes we would take the kids along with us when the choir would go out caroling at nursing homes. 
So we also observe the Advent season with fun-filled calendars. And then my sisters and I, we all encouraged our children to make their gifts, which fostered creativity, meaningful giving, and charity. This was our response to the commercialism that was creeping into the Christmas season with a vengeance. So why do we celebrate Christmas? Is it for the gifts? Perhaps you look forward to the office parties and the ugly Christmas sweater contest. I don't know. But I do know that the question has to be answered for each of us. We have to individually answer that question. But the question at hand is certainly worth pondering now and for the days and seasons to come. So there are many, many, many prophecies about the birth of Christ. And I can't present all of them now in the amount of time that we're going to be on air today. But I will be selective and present a few. So the first passage that I want to bring to your attention is found in the Old Testament in the book of Isaiah, chapter 14, and this is the New King James Version. And it reads, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. And then if you turn to Matthew in the New Testament and look at Chapter 1, we're going to look at verses 18 through 25, and this is the New International Version. This is an account of Joseph accepting Jesus as his son. So starting in verse 18, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And that's the very passage that we read in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. So when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife, but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. And then if you go back to the Old Testament in the book of Micah, chapter 5, verse 2, it reads, But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come For me, one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. And that fulfillment is found in the New Testament, in the book of Matthew. We're going to look at chapter 2, verses 4 through 6. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem and Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. 
And then the real, real true Christmas story is found in the book of Luke, the New Testament, chapter 2. And we're going to look at verses 1 through 40. And this is the New International Version. So the first seven chapters are talking about Christ born of Mary. So Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census excuse me, that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph, Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Next, I'm going to read verses 8 through 20, and this is about glory in the highest. So we're still in Luke chapter 2. We're going to look at verses 8 through 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. He, you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had, they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told. Then the next passages are going to be, well, the next one is uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 21, and it's about the circumcision of Jesus. And it says, on the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. And then we're next, we're going to look at Jesus presented in the temple. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Verse 23 says, and it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Next, we're going to look at verses 25 through 35, and this is when Simeon sees God's salvation. So Luke chapter 2, verse 25 through 35. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. 
When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed him and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Then there's the prophetess by the name of Anna who bears witness to the Redeemer. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was about 84. She never left the temple but worshipped day and night, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at very moment she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. And then finally, in Luke chapter 2, verses 39 and 40, this is when the family returns to Nazareth. So when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong in spirit filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. And that is the Christmas story found in Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 40. There's another account or a prophecy of Christ that you can find and read on your own in Isaiah chapter 53. It's a great story. So in closing and in conclusion, the story doesn't end with just the birth of Jesus. It continues with his public ministry, his death, burial, and resurrection from the dead. And he will return for those who belong to him. So may you have a blessed Christmas celebration as you focus on peace on earth and goodwill toward men. And remember, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's John three sixteen. May God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. We'll talk again in a couple of weeks. God bless you and Merry Christmas and goodwill toward men. God bless you.